Our readings this morning continue the thematic that was started last Sunday. Last Sunday, we began what some scholars will call the community discourse in Matthew. And so last Sunday, we began this reflection on the, on the theme of conflict. And you will remember that the gospel last Sunday gave us suggestions on ways of dealing with conflict as members of the body of Christ. The first one we learned on last Sunday was that when there is a conflict between two people, they should first of all approach one, each other, what we call the dyadic dialogue, one-on-one, mono-a-mono. And the reason we learned is that that has a lot of benefits because most conflicts sometimes not even about the substance, but about the process. So when somebody feels like they don't have opinion, they don't have agency, they don't have, um, they, they, they don't count. And you just say, I am the head of this house, do what I say or just shut up. It's not going to work. And so the dyadic dialogue, as we learned last Sunday, creates a space for each person to feel heard. In fact, the Zulus will have a greeting that, I see you, Sambona, I see you. Very often, it's lack of recognition, the invisibility that we create in our relationships that causes conflicts. And so the very important suggestions we learned last Sunday was dyadic dialogue. But it might not work. And why does it not work? We learned last Sunday that if it does not work, then you can move on to small group intervention. And if small group doesn't work, then you can now move on to appeal to divine unity. So how does it happen that the daddy dialogue may not work, small group intervention may not work, and maybe even bringing the matter to the church may not work? What is going on that it does not work? and that you have to keep trying and trying and trying. And that is the question that is being answered in our readings this morning. And that is forgiveness. Because we can have all the strategies, we can have dialogues, we can talk about the conflict, talk about the pain, talk about the injury, but not until we are all ready to offer each other the grace of forgiveness then it's very hard to reconcile. And so this morning, we're going to try to delve briefly into what the readings are now reminding us about forgiveness. Because forgiveness is the heart of any reconciliation. Our first reading from Sirach tells us, look, there's something about us human because we are sinful, because we are vulnerable, that makes us hug Anger, because anger and wrath and resentment and envy and jealousy and hate, these are the things that keeps breeding the heart or constricting the heart that is not ready to give out forgiveness. So Sirach says, you know, we cannot keep being angry and expect healing from the Lord. And so Sirach makes that very first strong assertion that all of us need to think about forgiveness. And then finally, in the gospel, Jesus gives us this beautiful conversation 
First of all, Peter approaches Jesus and begins to talk about repeated offenses, which would make sense. If somebody hurts you, number one, hurts you, number two, hurts you, number three, at what point do you say, all right, you punch my eyes, I punch you back harder. You give me trouble, I give it to you double. And Jesus was like, whoa, 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 stop, Peter, stop, stop. Peter said, if I could deal with that hurt for seven times, how long should I just keep forgiving? And Jesus says, it's countless. Just keep forgiving. And then he now gives this parable of a fellow who was forgiven so much death. In fact, there are some scholars that have calculated uh, 10,000 talents. And by today's money, it is about $280 million. And the same people now calculate that the other servant who was owing just a denarii in today's money is about $18,000. So compare that, somebody who has been forgiven $280 million could not let go of $18,000. Of course, $18,000 is a lot of money. Let's get it. It's a, it's a lot of money. But when you compare that to what he has received, that's humongous. And he was not ready to let go. That is really the point of this morning's reflection. It's about reciprocity. At what point do we ask for the grace to let go? At what point in our relationships do we open our hearts and ask for the grace to forgive? It is hard. And we all know it is hard. Because there's often something in us human beings, it might not get to the point of resentment and revenge, but it's what the Germans call Shadon Friday. Shadon Friday is that inner joy when your ex is getting it hard. Life is not easy for him or for her. That's the kind of Shadon Friday, and we all sometimes have it. Or that colleague at work who is like a, a thorn in your flesh, he doesn't get a promotion. He doesn't, ha, 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 ha. It's human. But how do we deal with it? Because forgiveness and letting go is not something that comes very natural. You know, there is this um, true story of a parishioner who was married for over 30 years. 30 years. And then out of nowhere, the husband just decided to move out of the house and moved in with a young lady. The woman was blindsided. After 30 years, she felt embarrassed. They had children. What had, he, what had she not done to make the marriage work? And after 30 years, the husband just moved out, moved in with another young lady. Unfortunately, the second marriage didn't last so long. I think it lasted for maybe about a year or two. And he broke up with the, with the young lady. Unfortunately, not too long after that, he got sick. And it was a terminal diagnosis. And he was all by himself. And this parishioner was making food every day and taking to this man. 
nursing this ex-husband faithfully. And I remember one day asking the lady, so how are you able to give that kind of kindness? And she just looked at me and said, well, I just feel it has to be done. Regardless of everything, he's still the father of my children. He's still the father of my children. Isn't that what you will teach us in church? And I looked at her, I said, thank you. Thank you. But we know it's not easy. It's not easy to just forget all the embarrassment, forget the hurt, and now this person is down, is dying, the sickness is terminal, and this lady decides to forget all the pain and reach out to help the ex-husband. And that's really the invitation this morning. All of us may not have the opportunity for those dramatic exchange of kindness, but every day of our lives, we do have relationships that call for just some acts of forgiveness, some acts of letting go. So let's conclude. What practical suggestions can we have about practicing forgiveness towards one another in our relationships? I'd like to suggest three, and then we continue with the Mass. The first one is that we may have to practice active spiritual life because forgiveness is purely spiritual. That's why some people say to err err is human, to forgive is divine. When our spiritual hearts are constricted, it's much harder to let forgiveness flow out of it. And so as Christians, we must try to maintain active spiritual life And that spiritual life would include the life of prayer. And even what some classical writers would call the examine. Examination of conscience. From time to time, day to day, think about how you treated your spouse in the last day, the last week. Think about how you treated those around you. And that is having an active spiritual life, the life of the examine. Constantly examining your conscience. And that is really what helps when you get to a point where you find yourself hurt, forgiveness will come easily. The second thing I want to suggest is that we must remember that forgiveness is a process. And so when you feel hurt, and the times will come where you really feel hurt, give yourself permission to feel the pain. Give yourself permission to feel the anger, to feel the frustration, to feel the disappointment. But always remember that in that process, there will be a time you just have to turn the page. There has to be a time you need to convert all of those negative energies into very positive energies to rebuild the relationship. And it's at that point, recognizing that forgiveness is a process that you can shift from destructive conflict to constructive conflict. And then, of course, finally, let's learn to practice what some people call relationship invocation. Relationship invocation is all right. Right now, this marriage is, is becoming a problem. Rather than thinking about the problem, the problem. Think of the honeymoon. The beautiful times you guys had five years ago. 
after the marriage, when you went to Casablanca or wherever that was, you went to Costa Rica, think about it. Try to let those good memories be the thing that would change or affect your perspective about the conflict. And so relationship in vocation is actually a good practice. And so if I had problems with my sibling, we are fighting over the wheel, we are fighting over this house, we are fighting over what my mom and my dad left behind for us, at some point I said to myself, all right, my sister, we used to play when we were five years old. What has happened? What happened to us? That is relationship in vocation. And sometimes it really helps us to find forgiveness easily. And so our prayer this morning is that the Lord will give us the grace to continue to do this hard thing that he's asking us to do. To forgive. To learn to forgive. And so let us pray that by the grace of Christ today, let's re redetermine to become channels of peace so that where there is hate, it is you and you that will bring love. Where there is injury, it is you and me that will bring pardon. And where there is doubt, we are the ones that will reassure faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.